G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Don't make deals with the devil. He generally will not try to take you down in one fell swoop. The devil will try to get you to make compromises. They'll take you a bite at a time. It's like death from a thousand cuts. Pastor Greg Laurie helps us be on our guard against our enemy's advances. Today on A New Beginning, he points out how we should respond to his overtures. Here's the deal, devil. You get nothing. Nada. There's no deal here. This is the day when the lost are found. This is the day for a new beginning. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound. Again, you hear all the angels are singing. This is the day, the day when life begins. We've all gotten used to those spam calls, right? We can sometimes see them coming. Maybe we don't even answer the phone. And if we do, we have our way of ending the call as quickly as possible. But when the devil comes calling, some of us forget all of those defensive techniques. We sit there and listen to his sales pitch. Today on A New Beginning, Pastor Greg Laurie returns to our series in Joshua with some practical advice on saying no to our enemy, no matter how tempting his offer. Joshua chapter 9, don't make deals with the devil. Now, the devil can take many forms. He can come to us as the devil of hell or a fiery dragon, but he can also masquerade as an angel of light. If you don't answer his call at the front door, he'll knock at the back door. And he might tunnel up to the floor. He's always looking for a way to get into our lives. Sometimes he'll slither in like a snake. And that is the case here in Joshua chapter nine. I guess the devil operates by the old adage which says, if you can't beat him, join him. So we see now the story of the Gibeonites. So the Gibeonites from the city of Gibeon was about 25 miles from uh, the camp of Israel. These inhabitants knew they could not defeat Israel, so they came up with a strategy. Let's get them to sign a deal with us. We'll pretend like we're coming from a long ways away. We're not even in this land that they're told by God to conquer. And we can deceive them and they'll give us immunity. So that's how the story begins in Joshua chapter nine, starting in verse three. But when the people of Gibeon heard what Joshua had done to Jericho and Ai, they resorted to deception to save themselves. They sent ambassadors to Joshua, loading their donkeys with weathered saddlebags, old patched wineskins. They put on worn out patched sandals and ragged clothes, and the bread they took with them was moldy and dry. And when they arrived at the camp of Israel at Gilgal, they told Joshua and the men of Israel, we've come from a distant land, and we ask you to make a peace treaty with us. We'll stop there. Here's point number one if you're taking notes. The spiritual battle never stops. I wish it would. I wish the devil would just take a day off, better yet, a month off, 
a year off, but he is always out there trying to destroy lives. The Bible describes him as always active, always working, seeking to undermine the work of God. But let me ask you a question. Do you find yourself under constant spiritual attack? Do you find yourself being tempted to sin constantly? So much so, you've begun to wonder if there's not something wrong with you spiritually. Why is this happening to me? Why am I always getting tempted? You may think it's because you're not doing well as a Christian, but it might be the very opposite. It might be because you're doing extraordinarily well. Therefore, you've become a target for the devil because you are a threat to his kingdom. If you would say to me, Greg, I can't remember the last time I was even tempted, my response would be, well, maybe you're not worth tempting. Maybe you're not a threat to the devil or his kingdom. As the old saying says, you don't kick a dead horse. The spiritual battle is always raging. Don't be surprised by that. Number two, don't make deals with the devil. These Gibeonites were clever. They said they were from a distant land when in reality they were from a city that was around 25 miles away. And in the same way, we have people come in our ranks and they'll claim to be Christians. Oh, I'm, I'm a Christian too. They'll sit next to us and sing the songs with us and carry a Bible as well. And we think, oh, they're believers. Well, I'm not sure. I, I don't believe you're a Christian just because you say you are. You should not believe I'm a Christian just because I say I am. The Bible says, by their fruit you shall know them. So I look for results or evidence in a person's life. Sometimes people come into the church and they say they are seekers, but in reality, they're sneakers. <laughs> they're not real believers at all. Here's an example. Judas Iscariot, the hypocrite extraordinaire. The literal definition of the word hypocrite is not a person who claims to be a Christian and falls short. That's called humanity. That's called you and me because we all fall short all the time. A hypocrite is a person who is playing a role. They're an actor. They're pretending to be someone they are not. Judas was so effective at pretending to be a follower of Jesus that when our Lord in the upper room said, one of you is gonna betray me, no one thought it was Judas. You would think they'd say, it's Judas, isn't it? We always suspected him. We all wear white robes and he wears a black one. In fact, it's a black leather robe and he wears sunglasses and they haven't even been invented yet. Sinister character lurking in the shadows. It's Judas. No. In fact, to the point they all said, is it me? No one thought Judas would be the betrayer. I think they should have an award named after him. We have Oscars for acting performances, Emmys for television performances, Grammys for musical performances. We could award the Judas. The Judas this year goes to, and we give it to the person that fooled all of us into thinking they were a believer when they really were not. That's the Gibeonites. They're pretending to be someone they really are not. They wanted Israel to enter into a deal with them, and it was effectively a deal with the devil. And God warned them to not make deals with the inhabitants of the land. In fact, over in Exodus 34, 12, God warns Israel, be careful to not make a treaty with those who live in the land where you are going, or they will be a snare to you. And indeed, when we look forward historically, we find that this deal was problematic on many levels. 
Israel got into a war they didn't need to be into because they had made or built this alliance with the Gibeonites and there were other problems to follow. So take away truth. Don't make deals with the devil because you will be the loser. The Bible tells us in Ephesians 4.27, don't give place to the devil. Another translation of that is don't give the devil a foothold. Listen, the devil is wicked, but the devil is also cunning. He's been honing his craft for a long time. He generally will not try to take you down in one fell swoop. He'll take you a bite at a time. It's like death from a thousand cuts. He doesn't come to a Christian and say, hey you, happy Christian. Hi, I'm the devil. I hate you. I want to destroy you. So here's my offer. Why don't you forsake your God, abandon your faith, and become a drug addict or something else and just completely ruin your life? How does that sound? There might be one taker somewhere. Oh, okay, sure. Oh, which way do I go? No, but most of us are gonna say, get behind me, Satan. I'm not gonna listen to that. So the devil's clever. He comes and says, hey, I have something I wanna say (laughs) to you. Why don't you try this thought on for size? Why don't you take this little sample or a test drive and play this out and see how it goes for you? And we must keep our distance from him. I mean, look at the story of when God delivered Israel from Pharaoh. So Moses walks into the Pharaoh's court and says, let my people go. Pharaoh says, no way, not gonna let them go. But then a series of plagues come upon Pharaoh in Egypt. Moses goes back in, let my people go. Pharaoh says, all right, I'll let you go, but you can't go too far. I want you to stay kind of close to Egypt. Moses said, nope, we're gonna completely leave. Then the Pharaoh says, okay, I'll make you a deal. Leave your children and you can go. No, Moses says, we're taking our children with us. And the Pharaoh comes back and says, how about this? You can go with your kids, you can go as far as you want, but leave your animals behind. Leave your livestock with us. I love what Moses says. He says, not a hoof will be left behind. Here's the deal, devil, you get nothing. Nada, there's no deal here. And that's the same thing we need to do. The devil will try to get you to make compromises. You say, devil, you don't get anything in my life. Certainly you don't get my children. Don't make deals with the devil because you always will if you do. More people have been brought down by the sin of compromise than probably any other. That warning from God was they will be a snare to you. Thanks for joining us for A New Beginning with Pastor Greg Laurie, Senior Pastor of Harvest Christian Fellowship in Riverside, California. Some important principles from Pastor Greg Laurie today in his message called Don't Make Deals with the Devil. Let's continue. Point number three, God can intervene even if we've made a bad decision, right? We do make bad decisions. We do things we regret. Let's say that you weren't just romantically entangled with a non-believer. Let's say you married them. And now you've been married for a little bit of time and you're saying, oh, that was a big mistake. They don't want to go to church with you. They don't want to raise your children the way you believe they should be raised as a Christian. Uh, They don't want to pray. They don't want to do anything you want to do. So you go to church alone and one day you say the Lord spoke to you. And the Lord said, my child, dump your heathen husband. (laughs) 
and marry the hot Christian guy you just met at church. <laughs> Telling you God said this to me. God didn't say that to you. Here's what God said. You may not like what he said. But he says in 1 Corinthians 7, 12, if a fellow believer has a wife who's not a believer and she's willing to continue living with him, he must not leave her. If a believing woman has a husband who is not a believer, yet he's willing to continue living with her, she must not leave him. So now you have a new mission. No, you shouldn't have married the non-believer, but you did. So you built an alliance, just like Israel did with the Gibeonites. And you made this commitment. Now you gotta honor that commitment and make the best of it and your new mission is win your spouse to the Lord. And that's not gonna happen overnight. That may take months, that may take years. Listen, it could even take decades, but you have to keep being a witness to them and praying for them. Uh, Paul gives the reason for staying with the non-believer in 1 Corinthians seven eighteen. He says, don't you realize that your husbands might be saved because of you, or don't you husbands realize your wife might be saved because of you. And I've seen this happen so many times where the person eventually comes around. But let's say other things happen in your life. Let's say you find yourself pregnant and you're not married. Oh boy, that was a mistake. Well, yes, but now a child has been conceived. Well, I'll just get an abortion. Don't you even consider that. That is a child made in the image of God that has every right to live now. It's not just your decision. <laughs> Unborn babies are innocent no matter how they were conceived. And if you don't want to keep the child, we'll have the baby and put the baby up for adoption. There's a lot of people who are ready to adopt children. I just spoke at a crisis pregnancy center a couple of days ago and one of the things they do when young women come in who are pregnant is they do a sonogram. And when the mother-to-be looks at that little baby, and sonograms are so sophisticated today, it's like three-dimensional view of the face of your baby in your womb. When they see that sonogram, they say nine out of 10, change your mind and decide to have the baby. One woman went in, they told me about who uh, had two sons and she was pregnant and she didn't want to have another baby and so she was gonna get an abortion but they did the sonogram. She decided to have the baby and, uh, and I met the young man who's now 10 years old and then she went out and became a foster parent to two more kids. So she turned into super mom, right? But I love that. <laughs> yes, Greg, but what about if the mother's life is in danger? Okay, let's play that out for a moment. I heard the story about two missionaries, Bob and Pam, true story. They were serving in the Philippines in 1987 when Pam contracted amoebic dysentery, which was the leading cause of death in that country at the time. She was pregnant with her fifth child. She was very dehydrated. She went to her doctor and he said, Pam, you need to abort this baby because if you carry this baby to term, you will die when we deliver the baby. And so Pam, along with her husband, Bob, prayed about it. And as Christians, they said, there's no way we're gonna abort this baby. I'm willing to take that risk. And it was not an easy time they went through. Uh, Bob said, we almost lost that baby four times. It's a miracle baby. The baby was born. So they named him Tim. You probably know him best as Tim Tebow. So that's how he came about. Now, let me tell you another story. It's a bit sadder, but very powerful. 
It's about a young lady from Samoa named Simia Mativa. She was known best as just being called Tiva for short. And by the way, that name means poor thing, Tiva. So Tiva got pregnant and it turns out she had a blood disease and there was no cure for it at the time. And she told if she delivered the baby, she would surely die. So her family came and said, you've got to sign the form, tell the doctor to do the abortion. And, uh, and we're all for it. And she said, okay. And so she signed the forms and then her family left and she called the doctor back in. She said, I changed my mind. I don't want to have an abortion. I want to have this baby. And if I die having the baby, I die. So the doctor delivered the baby. Sadly, Tiva did die uh, giving birth to this little one. But uh, she named him Moses. And uh, she was not able to raise him. So her sister raised little Moses. Her sister married a man with the last name of Katina. And so little Moses Katina eventually grew up. He got married. He and his wife had 12 kids, 34 grandkids, 21 great grandkids. That's 67 in total. All of them have come to Christ and 14 of them are in ministry today. And among those Katinas is a great band that we've had out over the years, the Katinas, right? Remember the Katinas? So all of this happened because of the sacrificial decision of Tiva. It looks like the poor thing, the meaning of her name, did a great thing, the ultimate thing. Look, we don't control what hand is dealt to us in life, but we do control how we react to it. I think about our friends and our church over in Maui right now who are so devastated by that horrible wildfire. It, it completely leveled the old town of Lahaina. There's quite a few people in our church that lost their businesses and their homes and some of them new people who lost their lives. But the Bible promises that God can bring beauty out of ashes. So they're beginning to rebuild again over there but I'm reminded of something that's so amazing that this devastating fire took everything down. It looks like a bomb went off there in downtown Lahaina. But one thing that survived at all was this banyan tree, the biggest tree you've ever seen. And uh, it survived the wildfire. And I read an article the other day where there was a new shoot of growth coming out of it. So look, whatever has happened to you, no matter how you've been cut down in life, it can bud afresh because we serve a God who gives second chances, right? That's something to remember. Good encouragement today on A New Beginning with Pastor Greg Laurie. His message from the book of Joshua was called Don't Make Deals with the Devil. So if God gives second chances, how can we take advantage of that mercy? Have you come to the Lord to have your sins forgiven, to have a new beginning? Well, if you haven't, then Pastor Greg would love to help you make things right with God right now. He's only a prayer way which means if you will call upon the name of the Lord right now through prayer, he will hear your prayer and answer your prayer. Listen, if you want Jesus Christ to come into your life, if you want him to forgive you of your sin, if you want to know that you'll go to heaven when you die, just pray this prayer right now after me. Just pray, Lord Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner, but I know that you're the Savior 
who died on the cross for my sin and rose again from the dead. I turn from my sin now, and I choose to follow you. From this moment forward, as my Savior and Lord, as my God and my friend, in Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. And if you have just prayed along with Pastor Greg and you've meant those words sincerely, then we want to welcome you into God's family. We'd love to help you get started in your new faith by sending you some helpful resource materials. All you have to do is ask for a New Believers Growth Pack when you call 1-800-PRAY-FOR-ME. That's 1-800-772-936. And the team would love to pray with you too. Call 1-800-772-936 today. Well, join us next time on A New Beginning for more words of caution and counsel from Pastor Greg's message, Don't Make Deals with the Devil. Today's message from Pastor Greg Laurie was called Don't Make Deals with the Devil. If you'd like to listen again, just download the free Vision Christian Media app where it's available as a podcast, along with more inspiring Christian content. Just search your app store for Vision Christian Media. Station sponsor. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au. 